Talk. Barbara Friedman is the digital content editor uh, at Cape Talk. Welcome, Barbara. A little early, but it's good to have Yeah, you. a little bit early. I'm she, gonna have she's to got a spring dress on. I just I have can't understand. Because yesterday was lovely, and I've decided it's officially like I'm done with winter. Okay, I'm going to talk quickly <laughs> because I only have a few and, minutes. And you can turn the cold off? You're not, you're not feeling it? Not really. Okay. I don't know. I don't find it that cold. I think, honestly, the weather, the season has shifted. It's mis- miserable outside, but it's not cold. Anyway, I better move quickly here because we don't have a lot of time. I just thought I would talk about this um, club that is situated in Clue Street in Gardens, Ayepyep, this lifestyle venue club that has been in the news for the last week or so. And I thought it was a really interesting overview written by Karen Dolly in the Daily Maverick. It was published yesterday. If people want to go and have a look at the details of what is going on at Ayepyep Lifestyle Lounge and why they've gone on their Instagram and they've actually closed their doors at the moment because they fear... Um, some kind of violence or some kind of what they are alleging would be gang reprisals activity in the club, which obviously would put patrons and staff in danger. But if you go and read the details of this alleged sort of, what do you call it, spat between the founder of the club and uh, um, quite a a well-known Cape Tonian Ralph Stanfield, who's always allegedly been, who's allegedly alleged to be part of a Cape Town gang. Um, it's just quite an amazingly interesting article to read. Uh, the founder, Kahiso Setsetsa, he has, he is accusing Stanfield of, an, of, 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 uh, muscling of in. Muscling in. <laughs> well, he actually, he and his wife do work there. His wife, um, Nicole Johnson is actually the general manager of the club. He's accusing them of funneling money from the door into their own coffers. They're denying it. There's all sorts of things. Things are in court. Um, recently, apparently 10, what they claim, were gangsters stormed into the club. And, you know, what I think is interesting, it's still a case that's underway, is that if you look at their Instagram, so they've gone from posting these pictures of people partying and drinking Moet, like a really, like, fancy club, and then they put up this media statement explaining why they need the police's help and they've basically closed their doors and uh, they are very, uh, um, you know, obviously they're, they're very worried about the situation. And I was just thinking if you look back at the history in Cape Town, do you remember, and Karen Dolly refers to this in her article, all those cases where it's always to do with a security, a protection, a protection racket that you can't open a club in Cape Town. Allegedly, unless you have the buy-in of certain groupings who will organize your security for you. And she quote, she refers to all those cases about five or six years ago. There was Eastwoods in Belleville, the Beer House in Long Street, uh, Coco in Loop Street, Cabana in Stellenbosch and Greenpoint, and then even the Grand Africa Cafe and Beach and Granger Bay, where people were were shot and patrons were hurt in these kinds of incidents, and I suppose it's just I think we Cape Town is always so interested in this in these stories. Um, they've also gone onto the Instagram, the club, and they've posted a video which allegedly is of Rolf Stanfield. Um, uh, sorry, I don't, I don't know why my audio has gone on. Um, it's um, at a, an, it, they claim this is an incident uh, where the Prasa, where they're chasing Prasa people from a site 
it's a kind of a what do you call it? It's like an extortion, extortion construction like kind of yeah. thing. And they've posted a video of what is apparently Rolf Stanfield sort of shouting and swearing at these Prasa people on their Instagram. And a lot of the comments are like, "Do you know what you're doing? Like, I, this is not a great idea." So it's kind of gone. It's very public. It's got. An, it's a very public spat, but it hasn't all been proved in court. Yeah. And I just kind of find that. I don't know. I don't know if you would. I don't know. It's like the middle well, of garden. Extortion Blue Street. Extortion rackets have been been around for for a, ev- for a, for a long for, time. Yes. from the eighties, in fact. Um, Absolutely, and I, every now and then it rears its head, and then we all talk about them. But I suppose just you know the surface of this club. Yeah. You wouldn't I, really I think. I think there's about a little more at play uh, mm. over there, and I think. Um, well, Stanfield went and did an interview over the weekend. I think in the. Um, in the uh, the Sunday world, <laughs> great publication. But th- and he talks about how the uh, the club's owner uh, took out uh, said said took out an insurance policy on his business partner. Fifteen million rand. I read that article. Yeah, somebody yeah. DJ somebody and and he was killed. But of course he's denying that. But I'm just saying these are these allegations. Everybody denies, denies, denies. I'm just saying alleged. alleged Maybe we alleged. must move on. Move on. <laughs> Okay, I think this is an incredible story. This is scientists, uh, reporters just come out, scientists yes, have trained a computer to analyze the brain activity of someone listening to music and based only on those neuronal patterns, they have been able to cre- recreate the song that these people were listening to while they were they were. Um, these these are actually they use. Can, can we see if we can identify the song from the okay, song? Okay, these were twenty nine epilepsy patients in a New York State hospital, who they had they plugged these, these things into their brain and then they played them this particular song that they all agreed on and then the computer has actually brought Recreated together the song. and cre- let's from the neurons responding. Correct. Okay, let's take a listen. Okay, I, I caught just a little bit of it because you um, know what it I is. I know what it is, yeah, but it's not easy to identify it. Though. It isn't easy, but it, but it, but it definitely is kind of true. It's um, Pink Floyd, another brick in the we wall. We don't need, so and you can actually hear education. it. But the implications for, of the research of this, just to quickly say, is what is so incredible is that you know this will in future be able to possibly help people who can't speak. Yeah to be able to speak but not only the meaning but also that added um what do they call it um i'm going to get the word wrong here the 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 sonic aspect which is to give it the lilt and the intonation and the musicality Mm. of our voices because you know when you hear ai and it sounds like a robot but our voices don't Mm. this this research is going to help to take you know, so sometimes when you get someone who can't speak and you somehow make them talk through a device, it sounds very yeah. robotic. This research is to help trace the musicality of their thoughts patterns so that when they speak, it will sound more like human rather than robotic. It's fascinating. It really, really is. Let's go to SAPS. Can we just quickly finish off yeah. with the SAPS video that's gone viral? It is. Let's just play the audio quickly from it. Uh, 
And, and, and what you're actually listening to, what you'd be seeing if you go and watch it, we're going to publish it on capetalk.ca.za, is I think it's public order policing. So clearly there are newbies to this, but still they're uniformed. You would expect them to handle it a bit better. Coming down these stairs into a kind of a room, almost like a basement, and they're being thrown with these tires at their like plastic police shields and they're all like in a heap shouting and kind of not coping and of course the internet finds it very very funny and a lot of people kind of going what on earth is going on here how is this even training and i know we now and then we we talk about these kind of saps training video things that go pear-shaped but this is definitely one of them, according to I don't know the if it's pear-shaped. I mean, that's really what they're going to encounter in terms of public order. But shouldn't you um, be ready be and stand prepared. on your feet? Well, you, you're going to be thrown with something from time to time. Recovery is as important as standing on your feet. You're right. Well, I hope that they that they learn how to do that. I, I, before they get real. In, that was my first thing. Yeah, but, but before they get out there, my concern is often that it feels like they go out into the field and they don't also necessarily have as much training as they need. And I hope they do. Yeah. Because they definitely didn't cope with these tires being flung at them. Uh, yeah, two of them. Two of them were nearly catapulted <laughs> out of there. Uh, but again, these are the realities you're going to find on the streets if public order is I, I suppose going to be so. your I just didn't specialty. feel like the most professional training, but okay.